the curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, is being killed. You will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stopping. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. 
His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you from all harm. If you walk into a trap, they'll be there for you and keep you from stumbling. You'll even walk unharmed among the fiercest powers of darkness, trampling every one of them beneath your feet. For here is what the Lord has spoken to me. Because you loved me, delighted in me, and have been loyal to my name, I will greatly protect you. I will answer your cry for help every time you pray, and you will feel my presence in your time of trouble. I will deliver you and bring you honor. I will satisfy you with a full life and with all that I do for you, for you will enjoy the fullness of my salvation. When you abide under the shadow of Shaddai, you are hidden in the strength of God Most High. He's the hope that holds me in the stronghold to shelter me, the only God for me and my great confidence. He will rescue you from every hidden trap of the enemy. He will protect you from false accusation and any deadly curse. His massive arms are wrapped around you, protecting you. You can run under his covering of majesty and hide. His arms of faithfulness are a shield, keeping you from harm. You will never worry about an attack of demonic forces at night, nor have to fear a spirit of darkness coming against you. Don't fear a thing. Whether by day or by night, demonic danger will not trouble you, nor will the powers of evil be launched against you. Even in a time of disaster with thousands and thousands, Thousands being killed, you will remain unscathed and unharmed. You will be a spectator as the wicked perish in judgment, for they will be paid back for what they have done. When we live our lives within the shadow of God Most High, our secret hiding place, we will always be shielded from harm. How then could evil prevail against us or disease infect us? God sends angels with special orders to protect you wherever you go, defending you. Welcome to Victory Christian Fellowship. It is a good morning to be in church, amen? Well, we want to get started today. Welcome to our online audience. We are glad that you've joined us. Uh, I'm Pastor Fiona, and I'm uh, taking over Pastor Doug's spot for this week. So, we are going to have a good time in church. Are you glad to be in church this morning? It's a good place to be, amen? This is the place where we say that we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing the benefits. Amen? Let's pray. Father, we thank you for today. We give you praise and honor and glory. We magnify your name in this house. We make your name bigger than any other name. Any name that we've heard about this week, any great news we've seen about famous people, Father, we make your name greater in this house today by how we worship you, how we testify about your goodness, 
and how we speak about your word. So we thank you for being in our midst today, Father, as we are here to worship and give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, let's worship. Yes, go ahead and stand up. We are going to make a sound in God's honor today. Every sound that comes out of our mouth is to honor our God. Blessing and honor, glory and power be unto the ancient of days. From every nation, from every nation, all of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Blessing and honor, blessing and honor, glory and power.
Jesus, the name above every other name. Jesus, the only one who can ever save. Worthy of every breath we can ever breathe. We live for you. Holy and holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those Holy, there is no one like you. 
there is none beside you. Open up my eyes in wonder. Show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. We worship you, Lord. You are holy. There is none beside you, Lord. There is none beside you, Lord. You set a heart, set set a heart on fire, my God, to receive more and more of you. There is no one greater than you, Lord. Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you, God We want more We want more of you, God Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, that I can't control I want more of you, God I want more of you Set a fire Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want more to set a fire. Set a fire down in my soul that I can't contain, that I can't control. I want more of you, God. I want
you gave your son Jesus. Oh, because of your great, pure, priceless love in Jesus, you gave your life. You laid it down freely. And Father, you raised Jesus up on the third day to be victorious over death, hell, and the grave. Hallelujah! Jesus is forever seated on the throne in heaven. And when we receive his pure love, he is seated in the throne of our hearts. Hallelujah! We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you. And Jesus, you did not want us to be alone when you went to heaven. So you released the power of the Holy Ghost. And we receive Holy Spirit because you did not and we praise you Abba Father and now we listen to you as you speak to us today my children my children my love for you grows it grows more and more and more each day I tenderly watch over you and care for you. You are important to me. I love, I love, absolutely love you. I believe there's a second tongue. Have you not seen? Can you not hear? Yes, you can, because I've equipped you with everything you need to see me, to know me, to hear me. I am pleased with you, and I bless you day in and day out, because daily my mercies are new for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Signature Worship Team. We will transition. You may be seated. We'll be transitioning to communion. While Pastor Nelson's coming, you can. Um, we have the elements in the back. There's two tables in the back. You can get your communion bread and your communion cup. So if you just walk back there on your own and get your elements and bring them back to your seat. Then Pastor Nelson will lead us together. Yes. We have an awesome God we serve, do we not? Yes, his name is Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Man. Tell you, communion is an important event we take. But it's a holy time of fellowship with God. So even the apostles, they talked about this in the very beginning, how wonderful it was and the great deeds he did on that cross. 
with Jesus. He was the final sacrifice. He was the perfect Passover lamb. And he fulfilled all the requirements were set forth and actually took place in Exodus 12. He was a male unblemished by sin. He was willing to die for our place. When the Lord's saying is when we accept the perfect sacrifice of Jesus in our life, his blood causes the death angel to pass over us. In John 6.35, he says, I am the bread of life. Jesus told them, no one comes to me will ever be hungry. And no one whoever, whoever believes in me will never be thirsty again. And Romans 6.23, so it says, for the, sins of sin, yeah, for the wages of sin is death, but the, the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. In Ephesians 5.1, the Lord's saying, Therefore, be imitators and copy God. Copy and follow his examples as well-beloved children imitate their father. See, Lord God, he... He loves his children, and he wants us forever. So he sent his mighty son out, and he did it willingly for every one of us. So in 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three through 25, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. We had given thanks. He broke it and said, take this. And eat that this is my body, which was broken for you. Do this as in remembrance of me. Take and eat. <laughs> and after the same manner, as he took the cup, when he had supped it from it and saying, this is the cup, is the New Testament this is my blood. Do this as often as you drink it. Remember to me. Take and drink. Jesus, we just thank you. And you are willingly, willingly done this for us. It's the great, great love you have for us, Jesus. For you come into our midst. Because you love us and you adore us, but we and we we just thanking you, Jesus, for coming in for going to that cross. But it was a sign of love, a sign of a great, a great, great Father. But we thanking you, Holy Spirit, to have your way here even more, and we thanking you. Amen. Good morning. This is my announcement time. I love to look at all of your faces. <laughs> it's good to see each one of you here. Um, today, Pastor Doug is in India, as we, we announced last week. He overcame obstacles and hurdles, and he's there. Praise the Lord. He's ministering in churches on, on the week, weekends, and then all week long he's at a Rama Bible school for students in India who are being trained in to be pastors and ministers in whatever capacity that the Lord has called them. I think 
he said he's teaching nine to five every day, so keep him in your prayers. And um, we're so glad that he's there and able to use his teaching gift and um, share his passion for Jesus. And then I'm going to, I hope this doesn't interrupt the um, people on the screen, but talking about Pastor Doug, the men's conference called Level Up. We have postcards that you can take with you and share with people, set them around where community boards are. This is another one of Pastor Doug's passions is the men's conference. It's an annual conference called Everyday Heroes Men's Conference, and then Level Up is the theme. It's Friday, October 28th in the evening, and Saturday, October 29th in the morning. So you want to plan to be here, guys, and you want to bring someone with you. It, the information's all on here, and it's a wonderful time. The guest speaker is Pastor John George. So you can look look up on our website. There'll be there could be more information about about um, that whole conference. I don't really have any more in front of me, but check it out. And then um, Tuesday is our weekly Air Force. That's our youth group. We meet Tuesday at six. So you want to come out to that? That's ages 12 and older. And then Wednesday night is our weekly refreshing service. Wednesday night refreshing starts at 6.30 p.m. And this week, Pastor Nelson will be bringing the message. So you want to come out to that. And then, I I already said that. Okay, this is what happens when you skip around. It's the postcards. (laughs) I saw the postcards. But... Okay, so we are excited to be a host church and to have volunteer a leadership team to have Christians in action in the Palmyra Middle School. It will be the first of its kind in Lebanon County. And we're so excited to minister the love of God to our middle schoolers. So if you want more information, there are postcards you could take one of these and just remember to pray for our, our middle schoolers, whether they be in Palmyra or the ones that you know in the area you live. Let this be somewhere where you see it and pray for our middle school, this generation, for them to experience and to know the love of God. And also you can contact the church or contact me to volunteer and uh, be part of the in-person ministering to our youth. And then we have some projects. We have our kitchen project that we're very excited to update our ovens and our vent. Although not having a great big vent is kind of helpful because we make really delicious food. So when you open the door, you're like, mmm, it smells like bacon. Like yesterday when we had the youth breakfast, it smelled really good. But we're going to get new vent, which will help keep the grease down. As a cleaner, that's a good thing. And then we're also getting new refrigerator and stage lights. So if you would like to participate in that, you just mark your gifts for those projects, and the, your donation will go towards that. And we're excited to have a Shopify store. I think the best way is go to the website, the church website, and you'll see a Shopify 
icon and you click on that, it's great for people you know that don't live in Palmyra. They can enjoy our bookstore online. And we also have some of our youth things that we've made and that we're selling on there, so we get to participate in that as well. So thank you all, and keep smiling. My, my announcements weren't that, like, down, were they? Whew. Yeah, thank you guys. God bless you. All right. So we, we've changed things a bit, right? We're going to do our confession now. Are you ready to confess? So in case you're new to confession, um, this, these are all scriptures that we have taken and re and put together so we can make statements about ourselves and what we want to be. All right? Are we ready? By faith, I choose to walk and live in love. God is love, and we live for him and walk with him. We welcome and receive God's perfect love, and we are fearless. Love is having God's nature within us. Love is God's adhesive power that binds us together. Love is the fruit of the recreated human spirit planted in our heart by God. Love is born of the spirit of God. Love makes my faith work. Love is God in action. God so loved that he gave. God so loved that he acted. Jesus so loved that he came to earth, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, and rose from the dead. He chose to love me. He showed his love to me. And he gave his love to me. Love transforms our lives our workplaces, and our homes. It makes life better. Our love abounds more and more and displays itself in greater depths, in real knowledge and in practical insight. We have unfailing and fervent love for one another. We overlook unkindness and we unselfishly seek the best for others. Through God's love, we are more thoughtful, gentle, and tender. Our love never grows old and never wears out. At Victory, our vision is to reach out beyond our walls with the message of salvation, hope, and inheritance, to proclaim the uncompromising word of God, to build a strong body of believers, and to encourage relationships in a loving atmosphere. We activate God's word to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. At Victory Christian Fellowship, we are inheriting God's promises and experiencing their benefits. Amen. Is that a testimony of your life? Amen. It sure is of mine. Amen. Well, we want to, I just want to tell you about the offering before we dismiss the kids. That way, when the kids get up to go to the offering, to their classes, you can get up to and give your offering if you'd like to at that time. But uh, we all know John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave. There is nothing else that God needs to give us for us to live a fulfilling life on this earth. Amen. And everything that we do, all of our abilities, skills, capabilities, all the things we're capable of doing, it was given to us by God. And so we are able to earn money, even being kind and nice to people to have them give you money. That's another way that you're earning money. 
really. And all these avenues and resources that God blesses us through, we are here. When we come to church, we give our tithes and our offerings. Amen? And we are a blessing to other people. So that's what we do here. Amen? I don't need to teach you anything about giving. You already know all the stuff. So let's pray over our offerings. Father, we thank you for the ability to uh, work, for the ability to have people give into our lives, for the ability for us to have money come to our lives and things come to our life. And we come right now, Lord, and we thank you for it. And we bring our tithes and our offerings to your house. And we thank you, Father, that you bless it. You bless the hands that come and give into your kingdom. You bless our lives so we can be more of a blessing in the kingdom of God. And we thank you for all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So anytime during the service, after the service, before you come to church, online, anywhere, you can, uh, you have the opportunity to plant your seed. Amen. Well, are kids ready for kids' life? Are we ready? Come on, let's clap them out. I should take a picture of everybody. I told uh, Pastor Doug, I I told everybody last time I I lost half my audience when the kids went, but not so much today. I'm sending a picture, this picture to Pastor Doug, by the way. He could see who was in church. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) He just uh, texted me. And uh, said he just preached two times uh, on Friday our time, I would imagine. The times are all messed up, you know, so for us. uh, He preached two times in one day, then he taught. He's tired. He just, I think he just finished teaching. He's in India, and um, he didn't get to leave America until Thursday. He was supposed to leave Wednesday at 9.30 p.m., and... Yeah, Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. in, in uh, New Jersey. And then when he got there, they were on the plane getting ready to taxi out. And the pilot stopped the plane because there was hydraulic fluid flowing, leaking. So they went back to the gate. And for an hour and a half, they tried to fix it. But it was a half an hour, half an hour before midnight. And the union workers, there would have been an issue if they had worked till midnight. So um, something of that effect. So they stopped the work so they canceled the flight so 300 people are in line at midnight to rebook a flight to India and so my husband thought well while he's standing in line he called the 800 number and got on the internet (laughs) his laptop and was with an agent so before he ever had to get up there he booked with a whole different airline Air India he said he was the white grain of rice among many <laughs> and so he uh he rebooked and so at noon on thursday he was able to fly out so he got to a hotel room at 3:30 a.m because an hour and a half after the hotel says they're bringing their shuttle to pick them up they didn't show up so a lot lots of obstacle on the american side of his trip i must say <laughs> he wasn't even in india yet <laughs> so I just say thank God for his personality, his, his, the grace on his life to do these things because he did it all with a smile on his face. So, um, so he is in India. He preached already two services, I believe, on a Sunday, which would have been yesterday. Today is Monday there. 
um, and I'm not sure what time it is. He must be, I don't know, he's he was texting me during the service to say hi to everybody and to thank everybody for uh, your giving and for sending him. Amen? I mean, look at what you're doing. We're here and he's in India <laughs> doing all the work. We're here. Hey, thank you for going for us. <laughs> so, um, so Air India was just bought out by private uh, owners. Uh, it was state-owned before that. So the, the safety and the service that great. <laughs> but he said that um, they actually arrived 25 minutes early, which is good. And uh, the service was fabulous. They just was uh, acquired private ownership in January, although he felt like he was in the 70s with the decor. But hey, <laughs> and uh, and you know these are the adventures that we have. You know uh, when we don't think about these things that happen when someone is going to minister away from where they normally do. But uh, but these are the things that happen, and God gives us grace to do the things he asks us to do. Amen? Amen? So when we're sitting here thinking, man, you know, I don't know if I want to do that, you couldn't if it wasn't your thing to do. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. But it is, you could do it without, without pain and suffering if it's your thing to do. Amen? Well, today, are you ready for the word today? I don't think I forgot anything. Did I forget anything? Keep me on track here. <laughs> so today I want to talk to us about worshiping God with our mindset. Worshiping God with our mindset. Now, we're going to do things a little different today because I'm different. <laughs> I like participation, right? Or else it's just not going to happen. We're just going to, like, let's just say goodbye, have a nice day, go have a great lunch. But what we're... <laughs> What I would like us to do is as I'm teaching something and we hit a revelation or we realize, wow, thank you, God, for doing this. We're going to stop and we're going to thank God for it. We're going to receive it. We're going to activate it inside of us right away. Because see, what happens is we hear long messages, we hear great information, and we take it all, put it in paper, think about it, and then we leave and we forget to activate it. And so it doesn't have that much of a benefit to us. There are people who activate it because that's what they do and they practice, but they know how to do that well, and you may not yet, so why not do it with all of us, right? So we're going to do it together so you get the practice of doing this stuff because you are a Christian. Now, if you're not a Christian, that is so simple to change, especially if you're watching online. I don't know who's watching, but here's the thing. We were born sinners. There's no, you can't change that. That is what happened. Okay? And because we're born sinners, we were owned by the kingdom of darkness. He's not even a king. I mean, the Bible calls him a prince. He didn't reach status of king, but he's got a kingdom. Talk about fake news. And, <clears throat> but you're in that cursed place. It's a cursed place. It's a cursed kingdom. There is no light in it, and there certainly is no love in it. That's what sin is. A sinful kingdom is one that lacks love, that lacks light, because it's missing Jesus. Amen? So when you want to change kingdoms, all you have to do is say, Yes, I want to change kingdoms. 
And that means I'm accepting Jesus as my payment, as my savior that already paid for me to be removed from darkness into this kingdom of light. Is that simple? Right. So what happens to people is because they're already blind. By the way, when you're in the kingdom of darkness, you cannot see light. You're blind. All you can see is yourself. And you're trying to make yourself better and you're doing a terrible job at it. Because you're doing it with dark ingredients. And with cursed ingredients. So it doesn't matter how much you succeed in the kingdom of darkness. All of it will be taken away by your sin master. In the kingdom of light, we have light. In the kingdom of God, we have light. We have love. We have people cheering us on. We got even the people who died before us and went to heaven. The Bible says that they are cheering us on. We literally have a cheerleading team to Make us go forward in life and do what we were created to do. Do you see the difference? Now, if you are here today, you're hearing me. If you're watching online, you're hearing me. There's been a space of light that's opened up to you so you can hear what I'm saying. So you can choose. So in this moment, you have to choose. Don't just tuck it away and say, let me go think about it. You don't have to think about it. (laughs) You first need to get out of darkness so you can think. Amen. So let's stop for a minute. For those of you who've already received salvation, let's thank God for it. If you haven't and you're watching me or you're here, you can do it right now. So, Father, we just thank you, Lord, for providing light to us. We thank you, Father, that you made a way out of darkness into light. And we have received Jesus as our payment. We pay off that debt in full. We owe darkness nothing. We owe the curse nothing. We do not have to answer to any sin or any sin nature. We don't have to answer to a prince because we answer to the king of kings in the kingdom of light. And Father, we thank you for that. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. That's something to rejoice about when you think about how you were delivered and set free. Amen. So when a problem comes up from darkness, you have to say, hold on, your ingredients don't work for me. I got some new ingredients to introduce. Our ingredients are found in the word of God. Okay? You know when you want to make something to eat and you want to cook a dish and you have to get the ingredients, sometimes... Two different people making it could taste different. And a lot of times, if they're following the same recipe even, it could just be because of the change of one um, ingredient where it came from, right? One level of ingredient could be better than another. And so for that reason, it could totally change the level of the same dish, but it changes it. There's also the matter of skill, right? A trained chef may be better at executing a dish than a, a home cook, is what they call it, right? And, so, and it's simply the, the sequence in which events occur, right? Like I found out if you melt butter and let it get a little bit brown, not burnt, but a tiny brown, it brings out a nutty flavor when you put it in cookies. Wow, who would have thought? 
Nobody knew you did that behind the scenes, but you put butter, just like everybody else put butter, but your butter was melted with the nutty flavor coming out, and woo, what a difference it made, right? But you see, but all these different things are skills that you learn by doing something over and over, watching somebody else doing it, all this stuff, right? But if you continue to live in darkness, you can't really see much. You're seeing yourself all the time. And you're introspectively analyzing life. And what happens is darkness keeps pouring darkness into you. So the things look worse. Every time you look at it, it just looks worse. It can't get better. I can't get out of this. It's always been this way in my life. There's good news. There's a kingdom of light. Amen? Now, so I didn't start my message yet. That's just the intro. Let's go to Romans chapter 12. And we, I'm, I'm going to work with the Amplified Bible today. We're pretty much going to stay in that one. So that makes it easy for our overhead media team. Romans chapter 12. So when you are in the kingdom of light, which is the kingdom of God, you should be getting better and better. Every day you should be better than you were yesterday. Like you should just be better. Right, But the enemy conditioned people in the world to think that if you would say that out of your mouth, then you are boasting and bragging and then you're being proud. See, here's what you have to understand. The definition of words in the kingdom of darkness means something different than they do in the kingdom of light. So if you want to live your life by certain definitions and certain words, you have to make sure you're pulling it from the right kingdom. Or else what's going to happen is you're going to self-condemn yourself. Remember I told you the kingdom of darkness is all darkness. You can't see anything else or anybody else for that matter. You're seeing yourself. Even when you think you want to love somebody else, watch the backstory. The backstory is so they would love you back. In the kingdom of light, when we say we want to love somebody, the kingdom of light tells us you can love people who can't love you back. That gives you a great reward, and that's how you really love. Right? Do you see the difference? This is why the kingdom of darkness, people are frustrated. They're putting so much work into relationships, and they're getting nothing back because they're looking for the thing back from the person they're putting it into. In the kingdom of light, we put work into relationships because that's what love would do. And then God rewards us from wherever. It doesn't have to be from the person that we're putting it into. You see the difference? So where do we get the ingredients from the kingdom of light? Easy. He put it all in the book. Now he's got it portable. Yeah, take the book this small. Or you can take this one. Right? But you have access to the word of God that's written, but even better, and not better, even also, you have the inward witness of the Holy Spirit that in real time can tell you, don't do that. That's not from the kingdom of light. Do this. This is what the kingdom of light would do. Do you see? I'm waking up your mindset. Is it stirring in there? You're feeling some shifting. Like, oh, okay, Romans chapter 12. 
And I'm doing this from the Amplified. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies, dedicating all of yourselves, set apart as a living sacrifice, holy and well-pleasing to God, which is your rational, logical, intelligent act of worship. So I'm talking to you today about worshiping with your mindset. But really, your whole body needs to be involved in worshiping God. But we're going to start with the part that feeds the information, right? And do not be conformed to this world any longer with its superficial values and customs. Let's, let's pause there for a minute. In order for you, from the kingdom of light, to do what the world view is, they have to conform you to it because when you become born again you become a brand new creation in christ which they've never seen before so they have to now feed you information to get you to do what they do even though you're living over here and the best way to feed you information is to do a show and tell and the best people to show and tell with are the people that are closest to you so you can see and you can hear, and then you can start to believe. So if you have a family line that always got a certain type of sickness, and before the sickness took them over completely, there were certain symptoms that showed up, right? And you are close to that visual instead of the visual of healing from the Bible, right? So now you are more in tune with all the sicknesses that run in the family, and you start having symptoms that cause those family members, when they got those symptoms, to be completely engulfed by those diseases, right? So all it would take now is an agent from darkness to come in and start saying words to you that you could repeat in your mind to yourself. Do you see how this works? And now you're taking on the values of the kingdom of darkness when you've got an entire book of values that, that could tell you how to get rid of that. How to bring light into your life. Because the Bible says the entrance of his word, God's word, brings light. Amen? So in your life, you have to decide whose words you are following and conforming to. Because whoever you conform to is whose words and lifestyle you're going to multiply to the people around you. Everybody with me? Um, verse, so we're still in verse 2, the second part. But be transformed and progressively changed as you mature spiritually. So you are automatically, instantly brought from darkness to light, but you become transformed to look like what a kingdom of light person looks like by your maturity in spiritual matters. And where would we get the information from? I give you the answer like three times. I told you, you got to talk to me or else we're, we're done. <laughs> from the word of God, right? Okay. So by the renewing of your mind, 
focusing on godly values and ethical attitudes. Ooh, I love this. Let's stop for a minute and talk about ethical attitudes. Here's what an ethical, ethical attitude is not. It's not how far can I push something to get away with it. That's not an ethical attitude. Ethical attitude is you have a belief system that says from miles away, I don't do that. Don't even come here with it. If you know me for any amount of time, maybe a day or an hour, you'll know lying does not come near me. Like, I thank you very much. Goodbye. Because according to John 10.10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And, he, and the Bible, Jesus talked about Satan as the father of lies. Okay? So if a lying person is constantly in your presence giving you advice, you are taking advice from the father of lies. And that means you're setting your life up for stealing, killing, and destroying. And you are the one that accepted it. So right away, when a lie is told in your presence, you stop it right away. If somebody says they came to, they're telling you something like they lied on your, for you, to protect you, so somebody wouldn't do something or them. No, no thank you. Don't do that for me. Nobody's going to say they lied for me. I mess up their life for me. No. God's big enough to protect me. You don't have to protect me with your lies. Do you understand? This is very important because it's disguised in many ways in our culture. You know, you're doing a surprise party for somebody and it's surrounded by lies and then you get the family together so you can have a good time and have love and unity. It doesn't go too well sometimes. (laughs) If you're going to do a surprise party, do a surprise party, figure out a creative way to do it without lying to somebody. Right? My husband tries to surprise me. It doesn't work out too well. Okay. Everybody with me so far? If we go to verse 3. Oh, wait. This is the part of verse 2. Ethical values and attitudes. So that you may prove for yourselves what the will of God is. That which is good and acceptable and perfect in his plan and purpose for you. So we, in the side of the kingdom of light, every person gets to see their purpose. When you get born again, that's the phrase we use to get you from darkness to light, we say born again. When you get born again, you have come into the place that shows you the endless possibilities of why you were created. Okay? You now have light To see the book that God wrote about. You go with me to Psalm 139. Psalm 139, and we're going to start at about verse 16. You with me so far? Psalm 139, verse 16. You don't have to wait for me to take a break to do what you are receiving. You just stay right where you are. I receive that light. I receive the revelation about the kingdom of light. Amen? 
Okay, so verse, uh, let's start with verse 15. My frame was not hidden from you when I was being formed in secret and intricately and skillfully formed as, it, as if embroidered with many colors in the depths of the earth. Your eyes have seen my unformed substance and in your book were all written the days that were appointed for me when as yet there was none, not one of them even taking shape. Do you see this? Let's read on and you'll see something else. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How vast is the sum of them. Now, the king of the kingdom of light has thoughts. And he has thoughts about me. And he has thoughts about you. Do you think his thoughts about you or about me contains any darkness? Do you think there's any hiccups that he has planted in your life to just shovel you back into place and just get you your attention by just like saying, let's cause this to happen and I'll get their attention? Huh? Does he sit there and think about how he can like put you in a terrible spot so that you will finally love him? Isn't that what abusive people do? Huh? Isn't that what abusers do? They create problems that only they could solve for you, but they're the ones that created the problem. And then they come in and try to help you with the problem, and they become the big, oh, look at me, I'm great. No, you were the one that caused the problem. You are the abuser. God is not abusive. So when people say, God did this to me so I can learn something, that's what an abuser does. And then they ask you to say, I love you on top of that. So then we're supposed to say, I love you. Thank you, God, for causing this accident and for this loss in my life. No, you're thanking a demon. It wasn't God. Do you see? So, but however, we're living in a world where darkness is, is operating, right? So if something were to come in your spot of light, trying to do something dark, the Holy Spirit can tell you about it. The Holy Spirit can help you solve it. The Holy Spirit can give you what you need to overcome it. And that's what you work on. See, when my husband did the flight, a whole flight canceled. But here's the better part. The flight was grounded and prevented from flying with a faulty airplane that was leaking hydraulic fluid. I don't know what that does to an airplane, but apparently it's not good. You shouldn't be flying. If it's leaking, you shouldn't be flying. (laughs) Right? So it got grounded. You see this? So if you think in a dark place, you will be going, I wonder what I did wrong because this was supposed to go smoothly and it didn't go smoothly. You see, you hear the conversation? Yeah, that's how darkness thinks. You see the difference? Instead of, well, thank God that I didn't get on that plane up in the air. You know what I'm saying? And now thank you, Lord, for showing me the way, way, which plane I can go with and what flight. And out of 300 people, my husband was able to get right there in the line, get a booking, all this stuff. And he even helped an older couple on the way. They were the two people. The, him and this older couple are sitting there waiting for an hour and a half for their, uh, their hotel ride. And they asked each other, well, who are you? They're the only people standing at the side of the airport at 1.30 in the morning looking for waiting. 
And so uh, they realized they're going to the same hotel. So he took all, they had six bags plus his, take them all up. They had to get a bus to the airport, through the airport to go to the, where the taxis are, blah, blah, blah. They got a taxi. He took them, you know, to help them carry it. But the point is, when you're in light, you can still function solve a problem at 3 o'clock in the morning. You see? But when you operate with thoughts of darkness, you're always thinking, why did that happen to me? (laughs) You see how the enemy always wants you to think about yourself and what it did to you and how horrible you have it in life. You don't have to have it horrible in life. You have light. Amen? Amen. Okay. So are you clear that God wrote a book about you? And it did not involve having people in your life directing it that are telling you dark words. It involves you actually saying no to that advice. Go to Psalm 1. Psalm chapter 1. Now we're going off notes right here. I start off with the pretense of teaching. And then it just goes from there. Psalm chapter 1. And verse 1. Here's what it says. Blessed, blessed. How many people want to be cursed? Well, here's the opposite. Blessed. So if you have a problem with the word blessed, people who are blessed, you being blessed, me saying blessed, then that means you want to be cursed. That's the other option. There is no middle blessing and lower level blessing. The word blessed in itself, it's an oxymoron to put anything lower with it. We understand this? Okay. Blessed, fortunate, prosperous, and favored by God. Things I would like to be. Thank you. Right? Is the man who does not, this is what you don't do to receive what light has. Because if you do this, you are now taking from darkness. We got this? The man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked. Who is the wicked? People who don't do God's will. The children of Israel, God's people that did not go and possess the promised land, that brought back a report that was against God. What did God call them? Wicked. It was a wicked report and a wicked generation. Okay? If you do not walk in the counsel of the wicked, following their advice and example. Remember I told you earlier that if, if a family member had a sickness and then you start having symptoms and stuff, if you don't watch yourself, you're going to start following their example of what they did when they had those symptoms. And you're going to get out of the blessed zone into the cursed arena. Now, if God blesses you, you're blessed, right? The devil can't come curse you be, after God blessed you. So understand this concept. But... You are a free agent. So you can take from blessing or you can take from cursing. It's your choice. 
So God doesn't say, now that you're under the blessing, no curse can touch you. You have to say that. You have to say, because I have accepted the blessing, no curse has permission to touch me. You say that. How about if we do that right now? Because I have accepted the blessing, no curse has permission to touch me. Or even talk to me. How about that? Right? So when one tries to come through, you know you've already set up the boundaries and they've crossed the boundary line. Huh? So guess what helps us with boundary lines? The blood of Jesus. Uh huh. So the blood, I plead the blood of Jesus over that right now. Huh? The blood has taken care of the curse. The blood took care of sin. The blood paid for everything. See, when the curse crosses your boundary lines, when the enemy tries to come into your life and dictate things for you, he is, he is behaving like he owns you. But he doesn't anymore because you took the payment that was paid for you. You said, I want to have that payment for me. When you receive the payment, meaning you receive Jesus as your Savior, you accepted salvation, all of any kind of debt that you raked up while you were over there, it all got paid for. So no collection agent from that side is supposed to be coming and talking to you about your, pre, your uh, you know, balance owed. Do you get this picture? Am I painting a good picture for you today? There should be no reason why we walk around moping and groaning because some devil is attacking us. There's no king in the kingdom of darkness. It's called a kingdom. It's a fake news. He's a prince. He's a prince. Our kingdom has the king of kings, which means we are the kings and priests, which means we have a higher position than the prince over there. Do you understand? He's a fallen angel. We were created higher than the angels because we were created in the image of God. There is nothing in the enemy that has any part of God. There's no God image in him. There's no God words in him. There's no light of God in him and no love of God in him. He can't even feel it. Doesn't know what it feels like. We have it. So why should we be walking around like something's wrong with us? Amen? All right. So here I'm showing you places that the enemy comes in to steal, to kill, and to destroy from you. And it has to be permission granted. Okay? So let's go back to your mindset. I didn't forget about that. I'm going to show you. Oh, let's go back to Romans 12. I want to show you something in there. Never let the devil interpret scripture for you. There's another problem we got going on around here. Not here, but on the earth. This place. We change words and songs. Which is an abomination to all the bigwigs of society. I was actually called narcissistic because I was explaining how I changed some words to songs. The, the person said, that's, not, that's a bit narcissistic to say that you know. I said that I, because I know better, because I've learned better, God has given me better revelation on the subject, 
I go ahead and change the words to reflect what I now know. Because it would be a lie for me to sing something that somebody didn't yet get a revelation on. And I'm singing it at that level. So, in other words, I was saying, I'm not blaming the person for saying what they said in their song. I'm just simply saying they just don't know that revelation yet. So why should I sing there when God's given me revelation on the matter? And I was called narcissistic for that. So. Okay. Verse 4. By the way, let me just explain. A narcissist is a liar. The bottom line of a narcissist is to lie. Everything they do is a lie. They tell you they're going to do stuff and they don't do it. Liar. They manipulate you to get you to do things. Lie. Right? That's what a narcissist is. A a loud, bold person is not a narcissist. A liar is a narcissist. Okay. Side note. All right. Um, We, I want us to go to Verse 4. For just as in one physical body we have many parts, and these parts do not all have the same function or special use, so we who are many are nevertheless just one body in Christ, and individually we are parts one of another, mutually dependent on each other. Only in the kingdom of God, in the kingdom of light, is there really the concept of teamwork. In the kingdom of darkness, remember, they can't see the other person. They only see themselves. Everything they see is connected to themselves, but they can't help it. They could try to be as kind as they want, but it only lasts for one, one event. It can't, it's not a, it's not a lifestyle. Verse 6, since we have gifts that differ according to the grace given us, if you didn't listen to my message on Wednesday, this will help. This is part of that. Each of us is to use them accordingly. So in the kingdom of light, you will be show, God will show you what your gift is. You'll, it'll be glaring at you. The, you can run. It's still running with you. Let's go. You go look in the mirror, put on makeup, do a whole different hairdo, whatever, put on different clothes. It's still looking right at you. Okay? And here's the other part. Other people in the kingdom can see it on you too. Because it's a kingdom of light. We see each other. Check that out. <laughs> you know how that works in the kingdom of darkness? By the way, everybody in this side, you're not in the kingdom of darkness. I just keep going to the left. But... <laughs> How that works in the kingdom of darkness is familiar spirits. If anybody who is not a Christian tells you what your gifts are and what they perceive you could do and be in the future, run. Because it's familiar spirits coming in to get access to you accepting what they're saying. Once you get that bait, once you bite that bait... Now they're going to want to tell you everything. Yeah, okay. So uh, verse, what is that? Six, eight, six. Since we have gifts that differ, blah, blah, blah. 
If someone has the gift of prophecy, let him speak a new message from God to his people in proportion to the faith possessed. If service is in the act of service or he who teaches in the act of teaching or he who encourages in the act of encouragement, he who gives with generosity, he who leads with diligence, he who shows mercy in caring for others with cheerfulness. Love is to be sincere and active, the real thing without guile and hypocrisy. You see that? In the kingdom of darkness, the best, the highest level of love they can show is full of guile and hypocrisy, which means you're being loved so you can give something back. That's the highest form of love that can happen over there. Okay? Hate what is evil. We are supposed to hate what is evil. Detest all ungodliness. Do not tolerate wickedness. Do not tolerate wickedness. Do not tolerate reports of evil. Do not tolerate sinful behavior. Do not tolerate unethical thoughts. Hold on tightly to what is good. Be devoted to one another with authentic brotherly affection. Devotion is a, is a secret ingredient in the kingdom of God. And it shows up when people get mad at each other. But you could still be devoted. Let the person cool off. Chat with them when they're ready. That's how the kingdom of God operates. Sometimes they have to cool off for years. Let them cool. You understand? But leave your life open so they can actually talk to you if they want to. But they don't have to lead your life. See, this is where a lot of the problems come in. They want to tell you what to do. And then you've got a problem. So you hide. You don't have to hide. You live in the kingdom of light. We don't hide. But we prevent. We can push back darkness. Amen? Okay. Um, give preference to one another in honor, never lagging behind in diligence. This is a mindset, a mindset of spiritual diligence. And it requires us to examine what we think about when we are alone. Right now, as I'm speaking to you, Whatever thoughts you were thinking about before, I am constantly interrupting with the voice that I'm speaking. So everything that's exalting itself against the knowledge of Christ, I am literally bombarding with my voice, and you're going to hear it echoing in your ears all day long. And, but when you are alone, what words are you diligently mining in your mindset? Do they have any light in them whatsoever? More importantly, do they have darkness? If they have darkness, it's wicked. And you are creating a vessel for those wicked thoughts to manifest on the earth. It's not going to stay in your mind. It's conditioning you to perform. So if you constantly think that you are a loser, 
you can never do anything right. Those ingredients did not come from the kingdom of light. They came from the kingdom of darkness and most likely an example you've seen. Or words that have been told you that people who do this lose. Well, here is a mindset for you. It, whatever it is, it's not over till I win. So any battle you're in, don't let the devil set the timetable. You set it. You hear me? So here's, I'll give you a side note. I heard Dr. David Oyedepo, uh they had their youth service uh, convention. I don't, if you don't know who he is, David Oyedepo, just like it sounds. O-Y-E-D-E-P-O, look him up. He has one of the largest churches in um, Africa. I think at this point there are 100,000 people for each service and they have five services on a Sunday. In one year, a few years ago, they had 94,000 salvations in the year. Right? And he was speaking and he said, this was just this week, he said, testimonies were designed to be spoken publicly. Because they're not just your testimonies, they are testimonies of the kingdom. We are part of the kingdom of God, right? So when we have a testimony, when God has done something for us, it's supposed to be told out publicly so other people could have the same benefit like you got. So there are no private benefits in the kingdom of God. We all could get the benefits that are available in the kingdom of God. And when we testify of a benefit that we were able to acquire, it helps other people see they can have that benefit too. And they, isn't that what the Bible in the New, isn't that what the New, and even the Old Testament, isn't that what it's all, but where we see stories of what happened, David and Goliath, yeah? When we see the lion's den, when we see Peter walking on water, when we see the woman with the issue of blood healed all these people, right? Their testimony gives us, a glimpse of what the kingdom of God is capable of helping us with or doing for us, right? But here's the thing. Here's what the enemy has done. He has turned it that if you testify, then you're boasting, right? I wanted to, um, I thought it was verse 6. There's a verse in this Romans 12 that talks about don't think more highly about yourself. Um, it's that verse that people use all the time, wrongfully. Verse 3, well, I went way past it. I'm reading down, hoping I get to it. Well, that was over. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, verse 3. For by the grace of God given to me, say to every one of you not to think more highly of himself and of, it, of his importance and ability Then he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has apportioned to each a degree of faith and in a purpose designed for service. 
Okay, so here's what I want to show you with that. If you don't agree with God's call for your life, the thing that he's showing you, he is showing it to you. Whether the Holy Spirit inside is telling you or somebody in the kingdom is showing, is saying to you, I see this. The kingdom, not the wicked, the kingdom, okay? If you don't act on that, work with it, build it up, grow in it, mature in it, you are thinking more highly of yourself than you ought to. Because you're thinking you're supposed to be something else. That's how it should be interpreted. Not because you give a testimony that something happened when you did your thing that you're supposed to do, that you're being proud. No, no, no. (laughs) We're supposed to have records on the earth of how God's kingdom worked for us. When our family look back at our life, they should be testifying. This worked for my mom. This worked for my dad. And by golly, I'm in the same kingdom. It can work for me too. Amen? But people will pat you on the back, send you get well cards, sympathy cards. Oh, I'm thinking of you cards for you spewing out. The testimonies of evil and how darkness is attacking you all the time. And people in the kingdom get sucked into that with their compassion gift to feed the nonsense. (laughs) If you want to send somebody a card that's not feeling good, you send them one that tells them what the word says could happen. You send them love. You send them the love of God that will help to lift them up. You don't send a pity party. But how has the enemy conditioned people that if you don't get a pity party from people, then they don't really care? I have no pity party in me. It's difficult sometimes because people think you're harsh or rude or disrespectful, but I have light. I have solutions in me. I'm from the kingdom. You know, when somebody dies, yes, we hurt and we should be comforted because the Bible says mourn with those who mourn and rejoice with those who rejoice. But you do it with light, not with hopelessness. Do you understand? You mourn the loss of a person in someone's life. Like they're not going to be there with you. They're not going to do the things that you did. Yes, 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 yes. But you're not hopeless because of it. Do you see the difference? Okay. You are sick with the same disease as people in your family. But now, let's think about this. You don't have to be hopeless like they were. You can have hope. Do you understand? I understand that you're hurting. I've been in pain too, so we understand what pain feels like. Yes, but here's the great news. It doesn't have to be that way all the time. There is hope. And then we're talking now about who sets the timeline You are not defeated until you say, I'm defeated. So then you're giving the devil the win. Our kingdom has eternal life. The kingdom of darkness has eternal death. Time issues I control. Because I have eternal life. I control time issues. 
Okay? Now, I told you I would share a testimony with you. Well, we should share a testimony, so I wanted to share a testimony with you, right? So I just got a phone call yesterday that uh, uh, this couple from Kenya, Africa, who we had been supporting, who we uh, helped with orphans and the widows, all the widows and stuff that we were helping, the couple that's over here that I'm connected to, I'd never met them. And so for years, a couple of years now, you know, we've been supporting. So we finally met them in Tulsa, you know, at the Rama um, conference. And when one of the issues, one of the things they were talking about is that their, uh, mission, their missionary visas have been held. Like, it's been a while that they applied, and it's like they're not hearing anything when they go online to check. The lawyers keep asking for more money, all this stuff, you know. So they're telling me this. I said, no, 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 no. So I said, let's pray. So we held right there in the, in the lobby of the Rama Church after the service when we first met them. I think she said it was July 29th that we prayed, right? So we held hands prayed, and I said, in Jesus' name, I command those visas to be quickened for angels to go move paperwork around, do what they have to do, so they become a priority and their visas come. So August 4th is when, the, when they got their visas, right? And when they checked the date of when it was processed, when the paperwork started processing, it was August 4th. So now they have their visas for the first level visas. But then now the, the lawyers are telling them it's going to cost thousands of dollars to get their green card, which is the ultimate goal. And I said, well, that's a lie. I said, no, 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 no. You could do this, da, 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 da. And I told them what I did when I was helping somebody with their green card that opened up a whole new option that they would have never thought of or nobody could advise them of. But I'm in the same kingdom they are. We're all in the kingdom of God and God showed me that solution. Why wouldn't I share it with them? Do you understand what I'm saying? But here's the the thing I want to show you. In the kingdom of God, as we read, we all have different jobs. We're different parts of the body. But all of us have access to the same miracle signs, wonders, all the same tools. Even though we are a different function, we still have the same tools. You understand what I'm saying? We still have the miracle working power of God. We still have the same word of God. We still have the same Holy Spirit. We all have angels at our disposal. We have all the same tools. So here's the thing about the kingdom of God. Because we are interacting with each other, we care about each other. Okay? We should also allow somebody else to help us. This is one of the lies from the kingdom of darkness that has come over to the Christians that think because they know God too, and they have faith too, They should be able to handle this with their faith. Well, that sounds a lot like the person who just looks at themselves. Over here, we can see people. So we can see when someone has something that we don't have. So here's what, so this testimony, here's what happened. I am known for my quickening stuff. It just happens. I speak quickening and it happens because I have a revelation about it, right? So I have a revelation on it and I'm not letting it go. Yeah. 
which is another, I have to tell you about that. Remind me, tell me about the rest, not letting it go. So because of that now, this couple who didn't have a revelation on quickening, okay, they're used to things happening when everybody says, because they're following a system. They don't know any different, right? And they're from a foreign country. I mean, they're just trying to make their way. I know differently. I'm their sister. I could actually offer them a solution from the kingdom that other people have used. Do you see? Because I knew that Devon had his within six months, his green card. They're waiting for two years, still waiting on on one little V. I'm like, ah. So, but here's the, here is the difference. Here's what happens. I have the faith and the revelation. Okay. They don't, but they need what I have. So we joined together. I prayed. They agreed. They got the benefit of my revelation working for them without them having to get the whole revelation. Do you see? But here's what it does. In the kingdom of God, blessings multiply and curses die. Right? That's how the kingdom works. Blessings multiply and curses die. Now that they had that result, they can testify that this happened for me. So if somebody like that, somebody comes to them like they came to me that needs something happen quick, they can now pray and say, hey, it happened for me. Let's agree that it happened for you too. If the people that are agreeing with them is actually agreeing and receiving and believing that these people could give something to them that they don't have, guess what happens? They get something too. And on and on and on. The kingdom of darkness keeps their answers. Because remember, it's a hit or miss. Because they're in darkness. So it's a hit or miss. And it's complicated because they don't really know. In the kingdom of light, it's very straightforward. Love overcomes pride. So if you have a problem receiving from someone else what their revelation can do, what their testimony was capable of doing, then you have a pride problem which is the opposite of love. Pride is directly a characteristics of the prince of darkness. It's what got him kicked out. To be kicked out of heaven, you have to be stupid. Which means now foolishness abounds. Do you understand? Which means the spirit of wisdom does not have any place over there. Are you getting the picture today? So we have now the opportunity to testify. So you make it a lifestyle to testify. When God does something for you, testify the details of it. So that somebody else could either ask you to agree with them so they get those results. Or they could look at what you did and ask. God to do the same thing for them. 
Isn't that what we're doing when we read Bible stories? Right? If God could do it for this person, then they could do it for that. But the new revelation and the higher revelation is why do you have to be the person getting healed? Why aren't you the person healing somebody else like Jesus did? The world is okay with you being like Jesus loving people. But they're not okay with you being like Jesus doing miracles. Or saying you can walk on water. Imagine that. Mm. Or saying bread could multiply in your hands. Huh. That's a little more than uh, like Jesus than we want you to be. Again, what are we conforming to? Okay? Are we good? Oh, we are out of time. Um, okay. Okay. Romans 12, 9. I just want to look at verse 9 and show you something here. So have you received something today? Let's thank God right now for what we receive. Father, we thank you for what we have already received from your word. We plant it in us. We accept it. We say it cannot be taken from us. In Jesus' name. All right, so here's uh, verse 9 says, Love is to be sincere and active, the real thing without guile and hypocrisy. So in your mind, I didn't forget about your mind, your mindset has to have a love standard. So in your mind, you have to set a standard for love, which in this verse it says, sincere and active. It means when you say something to someone, you mean it truthfully, meaning you can follow through with it, and you are active in doing what you are saying. That's what a love mindset, okay? Hate what is evil. Detest all ungodliness. Do not tolerate wickedness. So you need to have a hate standard mindset in your mind you have to have a standard for hate this will allow you not to hate your brother in the kingdom of light but you're not going to hate people your hate mindset and standard needs to be against behaviors and uh, activities that are wicked So you don't hate a person, you hate the wickedness. Only in the kingdom of light can you separate the two. See, in the kingdom of darkness, it cannot be separated. They cannot separate activity with people. So they accept the person and the activity. That's how they can accept. They can't accept the person, and abhor the activity. Do you see? So in the kingdom of light, when we accept the person and hate the activity, they accuse us of not loving people. So you see things like, Christians are so unloving. I wish that they would love. You just have to love. If you're a Christian, write this. If you're a Christian, you need to learn how to love. Well, honey, if you only know how much I'm loving the person by not agreeing with their wickedness. Yes. 
Because every agreement with something makes it stronger. Somebody has to interrupt it. In other words, somebody has to stand in the gap for them so it's not fulfilled. You see the difference? But again, if you don't have a love standard and a hate standard, it mixes together and you get confused. And so you are thinking, they make a good argument, right? And because simply because you don't know how to separate the two, you think you have to agree. But I have spoken up against the best of them on social media or in person. And because I could do the two, but to them it looks like you're throwing everybody out. The same people that people thought I was hating on or was hating on them would come back and ask me for help with spiritual ingredients. That's how you know when you've separated the two. When you've walked in love with the person, but you're against evil and wickedness. That's how you know. Don't let the devil tell you how it is. Let the word tell you how it is. Okay? Didn't Jesus tell Peter, get thee behind me, Satan? And then Jesus went on working with him as a disciple. You see? Jesus took the wickedness and rebuked it, but kept the person. You see the difference? Okay. Um, in Proverbs 23, 7, you can write this down. That's the verse that talks about as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Right? That's in Proverbs 23, 7. Um, Ephesians three twenty. Ephesians 3.20. Ephesians 3.20. Everybody with me here? Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to carry out his purpose. So our purposes are from God and he takes ownership of it. It's his purpose too. Right? To do super abundantly, more than all, we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our greatest prayers, hopes, or dreams according to his power that is at work within us to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generation forever and ever so guess get this he will do super abundantly that's probably the strongest English word they can find for more than you could ever think of okay Uh, according to his purposes which I am his purpose you are his purpose We are his purpose because Jesus came to the world so we can be saved. John 3, 16 tells us we are his purpose. He came just for us. That's how special you are. That's how important you are. That is how valuable you are. That's why there's a fight for you. 
Okay? So he, so here's the thing. According to his power that works in us. Here is a secret for how you get his power. When it was the darkest, shapeless, useless time on the earth, in Genesis chapter 1, what did God do? What did he do? He spoke. He used his words. What did he leave with us? His word. And did he leave the Holy Spirit too? Who was present to carry out what he spoke? The Holy Spirit. Wasn't the Holy Spirit over the waters? God spoke and the Holy Spirit was already there. And boom, action took place. Power happened. Do you see this? So according to the power of God that works in us, to that level, that means those are the things we can agree with. So the things that we can agree with, he can do super abundantly more than we can ask or think concerning the thing we're agreeing with because we haven't yet gotten the full revelation. You remember how I prayed for that couple? Because I had a revelation they didn't have. But they agreed with the word of God I was presenting to them. And it worked for them more than they could ask or think. Do you see? So for them it took days. The same thing may take hours for me because I have a revelation on it and it's going to be more than I could ask or think do you see how this works so as we mature with the word the power of God in us the word of God in us more will happen for us based on the revelation that we keep getting and adding to you remember I said in the beginning you should be getting better and better and better this is how you do it this is how you do it you get the word in you And you set your mind on it. And you don't have to try to interpret it. You have the Holy Spirit in you to do that. When God said light be, the Holy Spirit interpreted it and moved. You see? God didn't have to explain to the Holy Spirit what that means. He spoke, he knew what he meant, and the Holy Spirit knew what he meant. And he moved. This is how we live with a mindset that worships God. Why would that type of a mindset worship God? Because it's all about God. It removes any dark ingredient, so you're not worshiping anything from the kingdom of darkness. You're not worshiping your family ancestry and your family records. You're worshiping God with your mindset. We learned something today? Amen? So let's let's receive that. Let's, Let's stand together. Look at that. 
I'm before time. <laughs> oh, you remember I told you that about the mind, the thing? Okay, so Pastor Doug and I are talking after he's stuck at the airport there, you know, and he's talking. He said, more and more, uh, now that this has happened, it shows me more how we need to have a certain thing, right? So I said, I agree with you. And the words came out of my mouth right then. I said, absolutely we do. And you know what? Those are thoughts in my head that I'm not letting go of. It just came out of my mouth. I went, wait a minute. We got something here. Because when you announce that you want something that the kingdom can provide, that becomes a thought in your head. But then guess who wants to come and direct how it could be or dilute it down ingredients from darkness and guess what we have to do so it doesn't happen we have to keep those thoughts in our head and don't let it go just like we just like we believe it don't change it down for nothing change it up when God tells you you can have more because again, he gives us more than we can ask or think. Yeah. And it'll come through your revelation. Amen. Right? So that made me think that people hold on to thoughts that are dark, like it's a matter of life and death. But all it's going to produce is death. So you need to get in the word and find a thought about a subject you have been trying to win in. And put that thought in your head and say, I'm putting that thought in my head and I'm not letting go of it. Amen. Yes. Amen? Yes. I'm telling you, it's worked for me. I had certain things I wanted my body to do and look like and be like. And I, I decided I am not letting go of that thought. And won't you know, oh my gosh, it started showing up. Amen. I was just looking at myself this morning going, well, look at that. Hey, do you understand what I'm saying? So you have to put those thoughts in your head and don't let it go. You know why? Because you're thinking in that realm. You now have a frame of reference that when God sends a solution, you know where to put it. And you can use that reference to say, oh, that's, I wanted that. And you take it. Versus if it's all confusing in your head, you, people will send you stuff or God will send people to tell you and you don't know where to put it because you don't believe it in the first place. So put the thought of believe in your head. Don't let it go. And don't let the devil tell you when. You control time. You control time. Amen? Amen. So Father, we just receive from you today. We receive every single ingredient that you gave us in this service today. We all receive it in-house, online, years and decades from now. At the sound of my voice, Father, this word that you've given has gone forth and it will produce. And we put the quickening power of the Holy Spirit upon it to produce in record time. And we say that we control time. Time does not control us. We reject, and you do this for yourself, folks. We reject any ingredients in us that opposes the word of God, that God would label wicked. Anything in us that God would say is wicked, we also call it wicked and tell it to go out of us.
in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask in this place that you will open the eyes of our understanding that we could see the truth of your word and walk in it. And Lord, I thank you for people in our lives that you will send to help lift us up to the next level that we can agree with for something they've already conquered. We can agree with them and receive it, Father. So, Lord, we just thank you for the body of Christ to be molded stronger and bigger and greater than ever. And the kingdom of darkness will be shattered around us. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for this, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, God bless you guys. Thank you for coming. I hope that you learned something. Amen. Don't walk out of here.